And then here. Okay, good. Last one, so one. Awesome. This is take 35. Okay. <laughs> this turn will take 20. Well, welcome. Thank you for having us here. Yeah. Thank you for having us in our own home. Yeah. You know, it's it's what I do. Thank you for having us in the home artistic space that is Artist Talks. I appreciate it. Shut up. No. I appreciate that. But no, I've really. It's it's a shame we don't have Amelia with us today. I'd like to take just one second of silence. Okay. It was hard. Yeah. That was hard, um, but she'll be back. Uh, we're actually going to do a one-on-one, hopefully. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, in lieu of that, um, so welcome to Artist Talk, uh, Talks, or yay, yay, yay. Oh, awesome. Um, well, with me today, there's a, you know, there's a wonderful group of ladies, mm. power women, powerful women. Girl bosses. Yeah. Hey, girl bosses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> If you don't mind telling us a little bit about who you are. Wow. Yeah, see, God, why don't you start? Because I love Do you this. Want, oh, thank you. That, yeah. The ears, like name, age, where I'm from. Or, yeah, or, yeah, just give us, you know, tell us a little bit about who Sika, what does Sika love doing on her free time? Wow. Well, my name is Sika Pauline Lawner. Whoa. Um, I am a senior at Loyola Marymount University studying theater. And also, I'm a screenwriting minor. Um, and boy, uh, in my free time, I like to do theater, which I also like to do in not my free time. So you um, like acting? I like acting. Yeah, right. I like writing. I like spending time with my friends, my family, my little sister, Brenna. Um, I like cooking a lot. Awesome. Um, and I like fly fishing and dancing and yoga. Ah, nice. Nice. Okay. Um, just so that we don't want you know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I really don't <laughs> like Riley. Forget me. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip over you. But you know, let, you know, fun. just tell us a little bit. Uh, you don't have to tell us where you go to school, but what you love doing. <laughs> I did it wrong. Apparently, you did. Apparently. Um. Yeah. So I'm Kate. I also like to do theater. Um. But also, my free time, I really like crafting like I like crochet I like collaging mm. um I like building miniatures yes and you also like sewing I mean you did a sweater the other yeah. last summer yes I I mainly crochet but I've also done like some other like other fabricy crafts awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um and yeah yeah Riley tell us, tell us a little bit about um my name is Blake Marcel Weiss. I'm a fourth year at Loyola. Oh, amazing, University. yeah. Fifth year. Uh, fifth year, thank fifth you. Fifth year, yeah. Um, no, I'm Riley Jones, Christy Riley Jones, for getting professional. And um, I. There's no, no problems. There's no oh, problems. Right? Oh, oh, Just tell oh. what you love. Don't I'm you know. a Pisces with a <laughs> Cancer Moon, okay? Um, and he has another Pisces Moon. We have a little switcheroo. Oh my god, sorry. Continue. And um, I am a theater arts major with an art history minor. And I also like fly fishing and yoga and art and other things. Artistic. And I really like anime. So that's the thing I'm throwing out there. Mm -hmm. Were you all always artistic? 
Like, mm. like well, oh, yeah. since you were young? Yeah, definitely. Or at least out there. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Solidly. That's, that's fun. I, I mean, that's interesting. Well, I, I basically wanted to talk a little bit about um, mortality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a topic that I've been thinking a lot about lately, and I'm curious. Uh, why do you think we we fear death so much? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I think honestly, it's very interesting that you brought this up because I've also been thinking a lot about yeah? mortality recently. Yeah. Like what? Like what? What are you been thinking? Well, you know, I've just been thinking about. You know, it is interesting that it's such a scary thing and yet it's going to happen to everybody, right? Yeah. You know, I think from the scientific perspective, you know, we fear death because like our natural drive is to try and stay alive as long as we can. And if we didn't fear death, then as a species, we'd probably engage in behaviors that would make us more likely to die and thus the species would die out. So just from a, like an evolutionary standpoint, we have to fear death. So that the species keeps going. Like survival. Right? Like survival. Yeah, yeah okay. it's like an instinct. But, you know, I also think death is scary because there's no way of knowing what happens after. So, you know, we were afraid of the unknown? Yeah, I think it's afraid of the unknown because you don't, you know, I think that's why so many, you know, religions and people come up with their own philosophies is what happens after death mm-hmm. is it's a much less scary if you can put, you know, a name to a face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think it's also hard when you lose loved ones and you never mm-hmm. know if they're gonna, if you'll see them again. You know, I think that's scary. And you think the the thought of seeing them again is sort of comforting? Okay. Yeah, I would say so. I think so. Yeah, I'd be really sad if I never got to see my family again. Mm-hmm. So you you think that you you will? Yeah, I think so. I believe that there's something after death. Yeah. Don't know exactly what that is, but. I don't really believe that it's just the end. It doesn't logically make sense to me, so. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. Well, I just think, like, sort of like the, the principle that energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm. It's like, we're energy, so we can't just, like, disappear into nothingness. So I just kind of think there yeah. has to be something. That's very interesting. What would you say about the, the energy that has come from our previous generations? Like, I feel like there's... So many wonderful people that are not with us <clears throat> physically, but energetically. You think they've left something behind? Yeah, definitely. I think that's why a lot of people like, you know, you hear people talking about like, oh, like their ancestors looking down on them and like stuff like that. I think that's probably mm-hmm. similar. Think Same concept, different ways of talking about it, probably. Yeah. What do you think we fear death? Why we fear death? I think it's just, I mean, off the same scientific reasons sound real sexy when you put them like that (laughs) but um i think it is scary like not having unknowns personally i'm a person who likes having answers for things Mm -hmm. i'd either i'm not a very in-between person where i either like not having answers and being okay with that or i want definite answers i don't like there could be an answer but it's up to you does that mean that you see life black and white no i don't think I necessarily see life black and white. I think as concepts for things. I see, I don't know if that makes sense. Like philosophy, I really like philosophy. I think that's really cool and like there's so many different, you know, ways of having a philosophy. 
But ethics, I have a different problem with because there are a lot of people who came up with these definite answers for things that aren't definite. And I don't like that because it's not, it's creating a definition for something that you can't define. Sure. And do you think philosophy does the same? I think it does the same, but it also does it in a way where it expects there to also be unknowns. Whereas I feel like a lot of people in ethics want to have not unknown so that way they can not feel this ethical dilemma yeah. when they make choices but the reality is is like when we're making ethical choices it's but, not and just for clarification and to me and for listeners what do you mean by unknowns like death <laughs> um uh -huh. i've mm, i mean my one philosophy class freshman year i'm sure really taught me a lot about philosophy that i have racked somewhere deep in here but um I, I'm not sure, like, well, something I faced in one of my ethics classes recently is, like, the idea of consequences and having good or bad consequences and whether, like, when do you stop seeing a consequence happen? Because you can look at the immediate one. I throw a rock to stop, like, a fight happening between two animals, but I hit somebody on the street instead. Like, that consequence happens and I have to, re like, whatever happens. So the, the idea that your actions have multiple consequences <clears throat> so then that person multiple has effects to all around us too yeah like yeah. a ripple effect yeah and and you know it's interesting that you're talking about and I, this is kind of shifting a little bit the topic because i feel like the decisions we make in our life every single decision even to the simplest thing as like what you eat in the morning has a huge ripple effect on say you eat eggs mm -hmm. i mean the kind of eggs that you buy and the farms that get the money from that you invested in those eggs and what though that energy does to you and your body and what activities it helps you carry like that rippling effect have you seen the good place alan what's that the good place have you seen that show no i think they did a really interesting take on this same question okay. where basically you know they find out spoiler if you haven't seen it uh it's been out for a while anyways <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, skip forward i'm going to talk about the good yeah, place yeah, yeah. but um you know they find out that people aren't getting into heaven, like the heaven equivalent, the good place, mm -hmm. because you can, like something that 500 years ago would be a good act of service, like giving mm -hmm. flowers to your mom, is suddenly not so good. It weighs against your soul in current days because you give flowers to your mom, that's say 25 points of niceness. But uh -oh. let's see, but like if we're gonna look at the negative effect, there was pesticides that were used to grow those flowers and chat and like, child like forced laborers were forced oh. to grow those flowers and those flowers were grown on stolen native lands and you look at all of the and the water right. you look at all of the you know effects negative of, but consequences and your intent was to purchase flowers for your mom like a nice gesture but it had all of these things that you you couldn't mm -hmm. you didn't weigh in and just like you know and how essentially you know what i took away from the episode was you know the system of capitalism in modern day, you know, industrialization kind of makes it so there isn't a way to be good, you know. But what does that effects. say about intent, though? Well, I mean, I think that's a conversation that's super prevalent right now is intent versus impact. And, you know, I think you can't, you know, obviously, if, if you, there's things that I can't control, I have to buy food, I have to get food at a supermarket, I can do my best mm -hmm. to try and purchase foods from companies that don't donate to anti-LGBTQ, like... Sure, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. But uh, also that 
information is hard to get a hold of. Like there's just, it's so hard. It's so complex. But something simpler. Like, mm -hmm. um, let's say that I want to do a random act of kindness. That's an mm -hmm. intent. There's an yeah. intention. It's a, it's a That's an intent. well morally mm -hmm. good, yeah. quote unquote, intention. You can always find a consequence for yeah. that. But then, are you choosing to only see the consequence? I think it's it's a choice, don't you it's, think? Well, it's definitely more complicated than that. And I just think it's a really interesting mm -hmm. dilemma me, that the yeah. episode poses. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I think that we... There's more clear-cut examples where your impact can be more harmful than your intent. But, um, you know... As these things get more nitty gritty, you know, like purchasing an apple. Yeah, I feel like I feel like materially. Yeah. Um, but when things like when thing and I'm gonna get romantic again because that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. But when thing things come from <laughs> the heart, from love, yeah, from the heart, from like genuine acts of love. Mm -hmm. Like I woke up and I made you breakfast. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I use things that are non-gmo and it's yeah. like not healthy for the environment but i'm giving you something no, and i would agree with you like you know? that's basically what the episode argues is like that right i'm gonna really just be like a super annoying poli sci person real quick but like there's no ethical consumption under capitalism right mm -hmm. that's basically what the episode's saying but mm -hmm. that that doesn't make you a bad person like no, if you're absolutely. living in a society that's like that you, you can't avoid it no. so you know doing an, an act of service for someone that you love or someone that you don't even know would still be a good thing even if you know, you have to purchase eggs that were from chickens that were raised in horrible conditions, you know? Absolutely. And here's the thing. I think as long as you're aware of it mm -hmm. and you're actively, you know, trying, yeah. I mean, you're not mm -hmm. intently trying to take away from Earth or, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think yeah. it is justifiable. Mm -hmm. Um, but let's switch up a little bit of the topic because I think we got very like po political. This is what you want. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. And honestly, please, um, I just want to take a second to you know. Thank you, this sponsors. Is, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is very well, trash. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't really want this to get really serious. It feels okay. like we're very oh, like interview like. I'll I'll just reel it back. No. Reel yeah. Reel like, <laughs> Thank you, Grammarly, for sponsoring no. this episode. <laughs> But I, I do feel like this, these are important things to talk about. I, I just do want to like... This sentence sounds dramatic. Yeah, he, was that? <laughs> it was a bad joke. It's not PG. It's a PG joke. It's okay. a PG joke. <laughs> no, I just, I just want us <laughs> to get more, more comfortable talking and like... Talking about what we believe in. And what... How we personally see life. Because I mean... If you talk about the classes that you've taken, and these are all views that are shared, and but you've you've taken something that's yours from it. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of a, it's bringing me to this idea that um, in in many ways we are. So by the way, this is the first time we're doing like a circle talk. So this is a round table. A round table. Wow. So so this is pretty exciting. The round table um, for but no, the idea that um, we. We're not 100% original. Mm -hmm. Only 98%? Only 98. <laughs> can we talk about... Roll yeah. credit. <laughs> <laughs> no, can we talk a little bit about that? About how we... Because I'm bringing back this, how energy has been around for a while, right? From predecessors to predecessors. How, how are we part of the other? Like, how are we not just necessarily a single or you know you know what i mean like 
How are we <laughs> mutually inspired, you think? It's me. Anyway. I feel very mutually inspired by... I mean, I think... Uh, not to bring it back to horses, but, like, you know, we go to school to learn about, like, everyone who came before us uh-huh. in, like, theater and, like, all of those pioneers and what they developed. And same thing with, you know, art. And same thing with, you know anything like well not to bring it back to my name is but if we're looking at language which was you know i got to really dive yeah. in there but like and for those listening my name is was a show we put together earlier this year and sika played uh language mm-hmm. alan developed it and it was fantastic to work on but um you know it's like my parents taught me how to talk you know like everything and they were taught how to talk by their grandparents and like mm-hmm. you know everything that i know i was taught right well, I guess I got some things from, like, my senses. Like, I don't like pain. But, you know, I still have to learn that. <laughs> but, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and even just living in, you know, I think quarantine was really hard because we were all shut up in our houses and everything. Mm-hmm. But I got to live with three beautiful artists who inspired mm-hmm. me every day. And I know that sounds sappy, but it's totally true because we yeah. were all working on Zoom shows together. And everybody was doing, you know, their own projects. And it was really... Do you think you could have you, you could have made it alone? I think I could have survived alone. I don't know if it would have been nearly as rewarding. Uh Uh-huh. I think I Yeah, because you look back and it was a rewarding experience. Yeah, and I feel very lucky to have, like, learned a lot from the lovely ladies that I live with here in 264, so... That's a good answer. What do you think, Kate? How are we we constantly bringing things from each other and taking things from each other? I mean, I definitely think sort of everything around you influences you. And you take that in and sort of view it through your own lens and choose what to keep and choose what to toss. Well, what makes up your own lens? Oh, my own lens. Oh, uh, I mean, probably like the standard answer, like my friends, my roommates, my family, um, the things that I'm just like innately sort of emotionally drawn to, you know, because I, you know, obviously I'm inspired by people close to me, but then I'm also inspired by artists who I have never ever met and never will what are you, on the internet yeah. or whatever. What are you drawn to? What, what things attract you? Yeah. Um, I really like, specifically right now, I, I really like um, sort of multimedia, mixed arts. I really like fantastical storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's a lot. I can't just sum yeah. it up in a log line. But every little thing has had something that has made your view, like you've taken things from like those fantastical stories, yeah. this mixed media arts, Definitely. and that makes Kate today. Yeah, to the point where like I can't pinpoint where each thing or right. aspect comes from, right? Because you don't even realize you're doing it. You just like interact with the world around you and then yeah. slowly start to form your own sort of like artistic view. Um, but which is which is original? You would say. I think. It's, Your own artistic view, because you said it like yeah, that. I think it's it's like a remix, right? It's an original <laughs> okay, remix, okay. right? Like a the remix. pieces, <laughs> the pieces <laughs> might have come or been influenced by it elsewhere, but the fact that your exact combination yeah. is gonna be unique to it's anyone else's. Unique. Like there's yeah. even though there's seven plus billion people on the planet, yeah. no one else on the entire planet is gonna have the exact same combination or outlook as you. Um, and so that makes it original, right? I was, uh, that's funny that you bring that up because I was talking to Bella the other day about like how 
there's been like the same plot lines for movies done over years and stories over years, mm -hmm. but it's never been told, say, from my point of view or your point of view or your point of view. I can quote great philosopher Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> please say. In uh, one of her seminal volumes, Folklore. Oh, yeah. Uh, quoting specifically uh, chapter one. <laughs> okay. The one. Uh, you know, the greatest films of all time were never made. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? That's one of her lines from her song. Yeah, that was beautiful. I love it. It's, you know, the greatest films of all time were never made. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I get it. <laughs> <laughs> you should, like, listen to the song. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> films were never the made? The greatest films of all time were never made. Yeah. Huh. Explain what that means. That's very Yeah, please explain to me. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, um... You know, as a Swiftian philosopher and uh -huh. academic <laughs> myself, um, you know, I I take this to mean is, uh, gosh, wow. I think that it kind of strikes me because if we're going back to the idea of the unknown, like I think there's something very mystical. Like, have you guys ever been in a moment where you're like, I want to take a photo of this, but then something strikes you where you're like, this moment is so sacred i don't want to document it yeah like i don't want it to yeah. be digitalized it almost takes away it from the moment exactly yeah so i almost feel it's like that like it's such a like the idea of something being so perfect that it has to be ephemeral like it can't be lasting and like uh, document it i don't know that's what i took from it interesting i see so that's why the greatest films were never made because it's we're always trying to grasp for it but it's really yeah. never yeah made yeah what does that say okay and this is were you going to say something? Mm -mm. Uh -huh. This is shifting a little bit of, of that or combining themes here. Um, and I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> no! No, it had to do, it had to do with... Yeah, it had to it's do with unknown. how we... Um, well, we're co constantly... Do you think in many ways we're constantly searching for truth? I mean, I guess that depends on what the truth, like what I think truth is. Yeah, I feel like we're searching <laughs> for our version of the truth to be validated. Oh, you know? Yeah. What, but what would you say about monks or people who don't look for that validation? They still... Those people... They look for validation and something higher up. You think they know the truth? <laughs> I don't think anyone can know the truth objectively, necessarily. That's because no. there isn't a truth. There isn't an objective truth. But then that's claiming <laughs> that there isn't a truth. You know what I mean? That's the that's a fallacy to that. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> I, just... I understand that it's like, it's like a paradox. It's like yeah. it's all perspectives of a non subject. But I'm saying the pursuit of it. Yeah. It don't I, I find even with like you know monks, they still have like a a higher power that they, you know, firmly. Well, some monks. I, I don't want to like. Sure. But what I'm trying to say, yeah. but you know, I associate monks with being kind of having like a religious bent to them. Mm -hmm. You know that sort of idea guides truth you know towards right but doesn't mean they know it but they're mm -hmm. they what i'm saying yeah and what i'm trying to get at is um why why do you think we like assuming that mm -hmm. that was kind of like a rhetorical question what i asked before but mm -hmm. it's it's getting to this bigger question of like why do you think we saying that we all are in some ways are curious about truth and yeah. we find try to do things or create things or yeah. 
take a job because we want to know more about the truth. Yeah. Why do we have, why do we pursue truth? Wow, I realize you're going to be asking hard questions today, Alan. Oh, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just curious. I'm just curious what you think. Like, and don't get overwhelmed by it. Like, just think about it. Like, uh, and, and, and let's take a simple example. Like, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but in math class, mm-hmm. didn't you ever, like, when you were first learning how was t- what, what two times two was, yeah. uh, it was four, weren't you like, why? Oh, yeah. And the teacher yeah. would always go, because yeah. that's uh-huh. the equation. Definitely. So, like, a lot of things go like that in life. Yeah. Like, no, um, people die just cause. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you stop thinking about yeah. death. You stop thinking about these things. Yeah, you still search for them. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, that's, like, really interesting. Because, right, there's, like, the debate of, like, is math created? Or was it naturally occurring? Right? Like, there's, like, kind of a debate about that. Okay. You know, uh, like you know because we can say that numbers were created like two times two but it's it's more like the language around them that i think was created because you still it's more we're putting the name to the thing you mm-hmm. know um we look at really cool patterns like the fibonacci sequence which is yes. totally naturally occurring but um i sound like such a nerd right now okay but um but what was the question no i don't sound like a nerd now. why why are we pursuing this <laughs> oh, why, why do we look for for knowing the truth behind these things, behind the mm-hmm. Fibonacci sequence, because these are all like interpretations of our world and a little bit, but what we keep searching, you know, we keep doing experiments. To some extent, you know, it's helpful to understand the world around you, you know, like... Helpful, but what does that mean? Well, for instance, like by understanding math, understanding science, we can, you know, create medicines, we can create, you know, technology, even just like by understanding like social dynamics, you can be more success- successful in social ventures. Because like if I truly didn't get that and I walked over and backhanded Riley, that probably wouldn't be a very successful interaction. She does people. that a lot. You're into mm. it, babe. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? What, what do you mean by successful though? Like if I walked over and backhanded Riley. Backhanded maybe meaning like you patted her. I, you know, slap her in slapped the back. her, right? Uh-huh. Well then, I That's guess so if my goal was to inflict pain on Riley, maybe I'd be successful. But if my goal was to like have a connection that I could then rely on later for food, yeah. support, friendship, kinship, romantic relationship, you know, like it would I would very quickly burn that bridge if I were to treat <laughs> Riley like that, you know. Uh-huh. So, so in a way, you're saying that understanding you... of just like general patterns around us is helpful in terms of. You know, achieving goals again, survival. If we're going back to like, you were going back to survival, yeah, yeah. staying alive, evolving. Then I'm gonna ask this question, which I've been dealing with. And Riley, I want to hear your answer because we've been hearing Kid and and Sika talk a lot. Yeah, Um, Riley. Mainly Sika. Why do we? um, And this is basically a synonym to my first question about why we pursue truth. But like, why do you think we we keep trying to evolve? I think that humanity, like, I don't think humanity would be able to handle the idea of, like, not evolving. I think, I think the idea of sticking to yourself or how you have a word, like, if I think I didn't evolve from my middle school self, I think I would be actually, like, disgusting as Mm -hmm. of today. Like, 
I was cool in middle school for that time, but I needed to evolve to be like something yeah. better. And, and beyond the idea of trying to stay alive. Did you say you were cool in middle school? <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking flexed. Yeah, I was cool in middle no, school. No, I was like, you know what I meant? Like, I wasn't fucking popular, but it wasn't like, if you put what I was like in middle school into today, yeah. I would be freaking like untouchable. You, Nobody would want to be near me. But like that. in the timeline <laughs> of schemes of like what era wise, not in my school, people didn't like me at my school, but in sure, the, sure. that yeah. time, okay. I was like awesome. that era. Yeah. I was like in a, because everybody else evolved. So if you don't yeah. evolve, then you kind of are stuck in this outer part of it as well, where you're not yeah. a part of society. If you're and, not evolving. And then you like perish, you die. Or it's you... like, yeah. But, I mean, not like die. I mean, it's just like if you don't evolve, you die. But um, I, I mean, in some way, that's also true. But because if you don't want, sure. And like, I, I feel like we keep going back in circles to this idea, and and I'm pushing, I'm pushing for mm-hmm. for to hear more because I'm like thinking like, what? Why do we? We're going back to the question of why do we try to survive? Why do we try to evolve you know, to survive? Very, Sorry, I know I've already been talking a lot. So Say it, no, 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 Shut the fuck up. No, 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 I, no. Like I want to hear this. I, well, I, was, I really want to hear more. I was talking with my friend Alex Moore. Shout out Alex Moore. Oh my god. And he said something that I that I've honestly been thinking about a lot okay. this past week because I just thought it was like a really intelligent point because mm-hmm. we were talking about climate change. Okay. Heavy subject, right? We're talking about climate change and like, is this a fixable problem? And I think. I had a pessimistic view, like going into the conversation because it was like, you know, our lives as humans would be unrecognizable if we have, if we cut carbon emissions to where they need to be. Right. So, you know, we were talking about this, Mm -hmm. like we'd have to just completely alter. And, you know, he was, he said, we'd have to completely alter our understanding of what it means to be human, which I agree with There wouldn't be, or this is a side conversation. Yeah, but building up to... But, you know, I read an article in this class. Shout out Brian Schreiner. Cut. <laughs> and it was talking about, like, our, uh, our uh, um, resources limitless. And I was like, that's stupid. Of course resources aren't limitless. We have to protect resources. But the argument was basically, what if we look at resources as their services? Like, if I need to make my car go, I don't need necessarily gasoline. I just need my car to move. So that could eventually be soybean oil. That could be solar power. But the service so essentially was basically arguing mm-hmm. that, you know, we could just think our way through Creatively the climate fi- crisis yeah. by finding solutions. Yes. And now I don't know if that's the best argument because that does, you know, it was arguing that scarcity breeds ingenuity. But scarcity also means hundreds of thousands of people die in the interim until we figure out the, the solution, right? Like if there's scarcity, if there's not enough food, until we figure out how to grow enough food, people are going to die. Right? Uh-huh. So, whatever. Complex. So, what are you getting Bring this back. Could, I'm sorry. Please, because I'm like, they're really here. I'm so sorry. So, bring this back. We're talking about this. We're talking about how there aren't enough resources. And then and then he was like, my, he was like, my dream would be to just like live in a cottage. Like, no, sorry, Alex, if you listen to this and I was quoting you. This Come is what I did. Come on, go on. Anyways, you want to hear it, please. I would love to just live in a cottage by the sea and like live out my days. And I was like, wouldn't you get, and just like grow my own food. Uh-huh. And I was like, wouldn't you get bored going back to why do we keep evolving? evolving? Mm. And he was like, well, doesn't boredom breed creativity, like true creativity. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, like 
I mean, I'm sure it breeds creativity, but like a lot of things, I feel like you, we do create, create adventures for like an audience. You're writing for, for yeah. people to read. You're performing for people to yeah. see. You're singing for people to hear. But I thought he just made a really good point about how like, or know, not true. It, that, it just becomes so, you know, we do become so focused on like trying to be bigger and better. And maybe that is the human condition. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, if we just let ourselves sit with like space. Yeah that that would breed creativity. And I thought that was just really, like, an interesting take. Absolutely. Well, I think that's, like... Well, because that's what I was thinking. Where I'm like, honestly... Honestly. I could probably spend the rest of my life just doing my little crafty crafts in a cute little cottage. Like, that Mm. sounds delightful. Like, I don't feel like I have, you know... And, like, there are things I want to accomplish that might seem like bigger, better things in terms of evolving. But there are also things I want to accomplish that other people would be like that's not evolving you're just like stagnant right and it's like i think that's something the pandemic really helped with because all of a sudden now we were like just like stuck inside and i was able to just like do those things for a while Mm -hmm. and it was incredibly enjoyable like i felt very fulfilled that way and i missed the other things obviously that i was barred from but i also think there's something to say about a more like internal or and you and like evolutionary you know yeah because of a life you know (laughs) absolutely you know and and this is interesting because i was talking to bella as well about this question and she said a very interesting response which was that she thought we we keep wanting to like evolve like more and more because of our ego Mm -hmm. the sort of egoic desire to want more power or one more and now when you think about boredom and finding space and like this is also going back to meditation and you find that quote unquote center and and it breeds natural creativity and creativity is not attached to power to validation to um wanting more it's almost like creativity is hand in hand with your spirit and why do i say this like think about when you're in a state of flow uh when you're in a state of like you're playing the piano or you are drawing or you're writing there comes a point where you just lose perception of time you just get lost in this i mean the movie soul disney they have this really beautiful sequence where when people are on the flow they're like in like floating around and like there's this beautiful colors all around them we're like they're just them with the universe. They're connected. And that's interesting because when we're in those states, we don't feel the need to get an Oscar. We don't feel the need to be the president of the United States, uh, stop climate change. Not that we, we don't think about these things. It's just that they're in there. They, those things don't exist. And I feel like I went on for a lot, but it's, it's, you, you made me think about this. And, and it's, it's, I really thank you for it. I think one thing that's interesting is like the idea of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Of what? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm-hmm. which is like once you have, like, your basic needs met, you start to desire different things. So like once you have like safety, food, shelter, mm-hmm. water, then you're gonna want, or once you have like food, water, shelter, then you're gonna want like dependable safety. Mm-hmm. Once you have that, you're gonna want love. Mm-hmm. And like I don't, I can't remember the whole like pyramid right now, but the top one is self actualization, right? And that's when people start to like do things for like well and it's interesting because you can also take that a little uh like an, a similar example of like when people get rich mm-hmm. or like you have those famous 
uh, reach people who like talk about, oh yeah, when I have all the had all the money in the world, I just didn't feel happy. Mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like this material things. So it was it wasn't part of his self actualization or like yeah they reached that point or that mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think that the way our society is set up right now prevents people from reaching that point where they just desire to be good or creative for the sake of being those things instead of proving a point? I think it's easier mm -hmm. today than it was before. Why do I say that? I feel like technology works if you know how to use it. Mm -hmm. And we have more technology to connect the entire human rate, like face right now. To the point where uh, things like this can happen via Zoom and back in the 1800s that could like right now, if anything, we're more aware of how united we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that unison uh, helps steer away f from egoic or materially inspired goals. Mm -hmm. I would take a different stance. Please. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I would say that constant hyper awareness of everybody else puts us in competition with everybody else. Uh -huh. Like I think, you know, that's one reason like social media has been so bad for like body image. It's mm. like, you know, we want to look like the people yeah. around us, but now that you're seeing everybody, you're like, Oh, mm -hmm. this girl who lives 3000 miles away from me is so much prettier than me. I need to be just like her. I need to be better than her. But what and it's that? like, I'm never going to, Meter, you of know? course, yeah. you know, but what does that say about the person? Yeah, or the mentality that you're going in? What does it say about you, though? I, well, it probably doesn't say some very good things about me, but it's just it's very hard because I think that's like so much of the culture mm -hmm. is like yeah. be the best, mm -hmm. even like with how we raise kids. It's mm -hmm. like your soccer team needs to win, you need mm -hmm. to be the best mathlete, you need to be first chair playing the oboe, yeah. you need to like get into the school play, like you know, it's you know, and it sets you up your entire life. Yeah, you have all these expectations, and now they're shared. You know, I remember sitting, and I'm talking this whole time. I'm so sorry. You no, 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 but go on. Yeah. Me. Yeah. But when I was sitting in honors English, sophomore year of high school, and my teacher walked in and said, how many of you are here because you honestly just love English? And nobody raised their hand. Mm. And then he was like, how many are you here because you think it will look good on your resume? And we all raised our hands. Oh, and so he was sad. like, newsflash, you're going to work, you think working really hard right now will get you into a better college. But mm. then you're gonna work really hard in college, so that way you can get a good job. And then at your job, you're gonna work really hard, mm. so that way you can get a promotion. And you're gonna keep doing that your whole life, and you're gonna be 65 years old, and you're gonna have a lot of money, and you're gonna realize you wasted your whole life. Mm -hmm. Which is dude. completely true. <laughs> but like, we totally set ourselves up for that. And I know I do this, and I cannot break myself out of it. Or I struggle breaking myself out of right. it. Well, that's interesting because I, the, the moment I started to, and this is kind of bringing it back mm -hmm. to, I don't want to sound like a yogi, but it's it's the truth. I mean, it's what ha has happened in my life. And I know like me, there are others because I read it, um, their experiences. It's when I started meditating mm -hmm. and like started to look inside. I still have like all this noise is around me. All this information keeps I'm, I'm part of it like instagram all of this mm -hmm. is it's around me but what meditation has helped me is find the balance mm -hmm. of how do i distance myself because i think of when we fall into the comparison game is because we are lacking here inside 
we're lacking self-love. We we think that someone else is taking something away from us. And if we go back to the conversation about how we're basically the other, like mm-hmm. how we've we've taken things from other people, so basically you're you're technically the other. You know what I mean? You're we're just reflections of each other. So how could you be taking something away from me? Yeah. Um, I just feel like healthy spiritual practices help you get more detached from the material things that at the end of the day we won't take with us once we part once we die which is what bringing it full circle as we started um and i will say this and i want to ask you other than meditation because i know there's (laughs) i know there's a lot of people out there who like have a very like an expectation about it and don't cope with it well what do you think it's something that helps you distance yourself from the material things and it helps you connect with yourself rightly <laughs> well um right now not to bring up school but um i'm in a buddhism class and so a lot of meditation stems from buddhism like uh Loving kindness was originally a Buddhist meditation that was believed to have been started by the Buddha. And um, I think after reading a lot of, this is going to be like a little bit of a side thing, I think Buddhism as a religion is very severely misunderstood because one of its first noble truths of the four noble truths is that life is suffering. And a lot of people read that and they go, I don't want my life to suffer, so if I pick a different religion, then I don't have to have a suffering life. When really what it's saying is that you suffer in life when you don't accept the changes that are happening within, in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that if you try and halt and you try to make these, Mm. if you don't accept that the world is moving around you and that you're kind of part of this river that's going, if you try to hold on to this rock, you're, you're not going to ever continue on forward and you're just never yeah. gonna actually the water's gonna keep hitting you yeah and soon it's gonna be hard to breathe and then you at some point you have to let go mm-hmm. and like keep going down the river so it's i think that's one of the ways and i don't know if it's more connecting to me because i think this buddhism class has actually really helped me and now i really want to be able to meditate more mm-hmm. because um the the main thing about buddhism is that you know there are like the three fires in life that is the goal to extinguish through like the eightfold path which is like greed delusion and like i think it's probably desire or like some sort of thing is it like the three principles or yeah it's kind of like the three things you don't want and it's referred to as Uh. a fire because nirvana is translated to like blowing out the flame okay and so it's said that when you reach nirvana you've blown out the three flames of like humanity of I like see. greed delusion and i forget what the other one is all right desire. anyway but um one of the ways is doing that is like kind of not getting into this narrative of me and i and all these things yeah. self yourself is changeable like you because in buddhism it's reincarnation which i kind of believe in yeah. But you, your soul is what is like a part of you. And it's not like your body will change and your body will change over and time. And it changes over yeah, time. Like time. physically, you're changing every single day. And that's something that, no, and, and, and thank you for bringing it up because it's like, it's hard to understand that idea. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I change, but it's like, yeah, you're changing constantly and your soul is independent from all. Like, yeah. Yeah. And oh. it was, anyway, it was just like, Something that really was mind-boggling to me was 
one of the lessons we learned was that you, instead of saying, I'm upset, I'm angry, I, like, have these emotions, which is always very valid and it's talked about, but what it said was, instead of saying, I, I, me, and putting that, placing that mm-hmm. emotion on yourself for the rest of it, where you almost embody it, where, like, yeah. if you I become go, a victim I'm, of your own feelings. Yeah, yeah. I go, I'm angry, and now the rest of the day I'm going to be angry. Yeah. Whereas something they said was to say, there is anger. Whenever you're angry, just acknowledging saying, it, just acknowledging it, and going, yeah, and saying there is anger, there is sadness, mm. and just being able to just, and it feels very nice to be able to disassociate from yeah. an emotion and just be like, this is something that's happening, but I don't have to connect it to who I am because yes. it's not a part of me. I mean, as much as my feelings are a part of me, they don't have to control. They me. don't define you. Yeah. They don't define you, and you control them. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I think I think we've had a very beautiful, loaded conversation. I think I, I have a lot of food for thought, and hopefully our listeners do. I'd like to finish with something fun. Though. Wow. Um, do you want to improvise a song? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was. I, I'd be disappointed if you didn't ask. Okay. Me okay. Okay. Uh, what, what? What should we do? It. Um, do we have a piano, a guitar, drums? Nothing. I think we should do it on us, though. On us. Here, like. Here. Okay. I love. That. Mm-hmm. You're you're helping me. Okay. Oh, I thought I thought we deserved it, so I feel like yeah, I feel like you okay. are yeah. going to be giving us okay. the poem. Yeah. Um, the birds are watching. So. The birds are watching. <laughs> I seek the fire, mm. accent. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for your sisterhood. Thank you. For your sisterhood. Wow. That was lovely. Wow. Thank you, uh, of course, it, it was a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for doing this conversation. Um, thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to tell our beautiful listeners? Okay, this Sorry, is really about resource scarcity. That was a weird tangent. <laughs> this is really random, but you made me think of it with the numbers thing, and not to be like the mathematician like bitch, but um, <laughs> we brought up the two times two. Oh my god. Sorry. 
it just made me think of something that I think is really cool to think about where philosophically numbers are super interesting in that it's very interesting that we came up with zero and zero is a very new invention. It was only created like a, a few thousand years ago, like the idea of zero and it was created like because the idea of nothingness is actually very yeah. interesting when you think about it, that you've decided that there's nothing mm. and that some zero has to exist. Where one is like pretty interesting, but getting to one to two philosophically, that deciding when humanity went, there's this and there's this and saying there's two of something where it's humanity has a way of only yeah. connecting with things they understand yeah. and seeing something, but then being able to make the jump from one to two was saying there are two things that are similar. And it's like, that sounds very odd. I know like it's a, it's a paradox, but it's very interesting to yeah. think that like humanity was able to do that, which is why I think everybody wants to evolve more. Cause that idea in itself, I think is really cool. So now when I think about numbers, I think that's pretty fascinating. Or as my teacher put it, there's zero, which is pretty interesting. There's one, which is very interesting. There's two, which is very interesting. And the rest of the numbers are okay. Because <laughs> like once you can decide that there's two of something that are like kind of similar or there's, you can bunch something together. Yeah. If there's this and something else and oh. make it together. Yeah. Then it's like, anyway. So I think that's very interesting. And if you think about numbers, you should think about that. Thank you. I think what Riley is also bringing up and oh. this will conclude. I, I, I know it, it's very, it's also accepting that there can be two sides to a coin. Like, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, like really is like, um, side and the tail side exactly i love you but i don't love you yeah and the mm, and the truth that, lies in between I mean, you did call me amelia no 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 no, 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 no yeah. but but oh, i'm gonna remember that till the day i die <laughs> no, we're gonna let it down. but it's that it's that it's, it's gonna be amelia it's that it's that little truth in between that that in between those two things that contradict each other there's something there's a zero that matters Maybe that's nothingness. And that's it. I think I think we've had enough. But um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Please remember to like and subscribe. Um, (laughs) We'd like to thank our sponsors today. Call the meditation app. No. (laughs) Uh, Better help.